I am your co-host, Dr. Q, and our other co-host, Dimmerswitch Disco. Hello. Hello. We are here with Emery and Pumpkin Queen today. Say hello, everybody. Howdy. Hey, hey. Fantastic. Today we're going to be talking about maladaptive daydreaming and how it intersects with sexuality, specifically asexuality. I think a lot of people, um, or at least some of our listeners, probably won't be too familiar with the term asexuality, or even if they are, maybe only in passing. So I think we should hand it off to our guests to kind of give, um, just a, you don't have to go crazy, but like a brief overview of what it means, or at least what it means to you. Uh, lack of sexual attraction. So not necessarily lack of romantic attraction, but lack of sexual attraction. So like you don't see someone and get um, sexually interested. Um, people are, people are, are just, aren't, it's like, it's like an object. Um, pe- like you're not going to see a flower and get sexually interested. And it's like the same with people. You're not going to see a person get sexually interested. I think that's nicely said. <laughs> I think uh, asexually is indeed having a lower libido. Of course, it's a spectrum. So for some people, uh, don't feel the need at all. Some people only a little bit or only after they uh, created a bond uh, with a significant other. I do not know. Uh, personally, where I am on the spectrum, since I do not have a significant other uh, currently and haven't really been in a um, solid relationship. I completely lack sexual attraction and I'm grossed out by the idea of having it. Um, but I'm also hypersexual, so it's a horrible combination. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah, that does sound rough to be so at odds with your own self. So I think why this this asexuality particularly is interesting to maladaptive daydreaming is because so many people uh, do daydream about romance, and and like like there's there's numbers to back that up. There's a study uh, that we'll link down below. I can't remember which one it is. One of the early ones. It's a Bigelson paper. Anyway, in that study, what they did was they asked um, a bunch of maladaptive daydreamers what the most common main theme of their daydreams were. And the number one response was celebrity. But celebrity, it had a uh, subtitle. It was, it was celebrity slash being one or being in a relationship with one. Um, and it, you know, it, didn't, it didn't imply a sexual or romantic relationship with that, with that character. But I, I, <laughs> I think in a lot of cases it, it would be. Um, I, sex or romance, um, intimate relationships are just a really common theme of maladaptive, daydream- of maladaptive daydreaming. And like... How does that present in somebody who doesn't really experience it in real life? Just realized I didn't actually ask you any questions. No, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I think the most obvious, obvious first question would be, do you have those types of daydreams where you are in intimate or sexual relationships despite not experiencing it IRL? No, I don't have myself in those in those daydreams, like our daydreams about other characters in romantic relationships, but I'm I'm kind of I'm grossed out by the idea of being in a sexual relationship. Even even if I'll get intrusive daydreams about it quite commonly, um, but I do. I'm. It's just the idea is kind of icky to me. Um, the idea of being in a romantic relationship isn't because I do experience romantic attraction, though I don't experience it a lot. I experience it pretty little. Um, 
but it kind of makes me sad to daydream about being in romantic relationships because it's so difficult for me to experience romantic attraction and so it would be really difficult for me to date to find someone I'm actually into and then date them but I don't really daydream about myself in general but I do have a lot of daydreams romantic daydreams about my characters what about you pumpkin uh i do have romantic ones uh not like every day but um <laughs> indeed also with my cactus uh, and some of them are indeed in a relationship and then you kind of uh flows along in your daydreams uh but yeah um uh, there are times that I do indeed uh, have uh, daydreams with, you know, relationships and stuff, uh, which is uh, sometimes a bit of a uh, odd thing. Um, you would see someone at the bus stop and you're like, oh, that person is very uh, aesthetically pleasing to see, uh, to look at. Um, and I don't know if other people also do this, but, you know, uh, daydream about the whole future and whatever with a random person you never talk to. And by the time the bus comes, you've never talked with them or approached them or whatever. And it, <laughs> you end just, just end up daydreaming for like 10 minutes or longer. But usually it is more with, you know, fictional characters than it is with real people, because that is something I find to be, I don't know, more odd to do. Um, I don't know, just like you said, with celebrities and stuff, I don't always see the whole point in people having a celebrity, uh, celebrity crush, because we do not actually know the person, just the character they play as uh, in a movie or uh, the person we see on stage singing and performing. But that not, might not actually be the person who they actually are. Uh, which pets uh, me off a little bit. And of course there are ones out there who are really genuine but yeah, I don't really have celebrity crushes. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never had celebrity crushes. Um, I do not care about celebrities in the slightest. I am completely disinterested. Um, I've never been attached to celebrity. I've never been like have a celebrity crush. I've never looked up to a celebrity. I've never had a parasocial um experience. I just do not care in the slightest. Um, but also, I won't. I won't have daydreams about random people. I don't have crushes on random people I meet. Um, I've had only like a few crushes in my entire life, and they've always been with good friends. Um, yeah, yeah. I just I will never daydream about being in a relationship with some random. Yeah, I don't really do that either, especially with celebrity. I, I had celebrity crushes, like, when I was a child, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I like I think my first one was um was Lucas from um, Sequest. Oh, my God, he was such a cutie. But, um, but yeah, but it, despite that, I think limerence is fairly common among maladaptive daydreamers i think there's a paper on that too but i did not look it up before this episode so i'm like not, not prepared to throw out any numbers or stats or anything you said uh, limerence yeah i do not know what that is I, I think i know what it is but i don't know what the term means it's um it's like a parasocial relationship it's it's where you you have a sort of perceived relationship or love towards this um figure it doesn't have to be a celebrity it could be anyone but it is completely unreciprocated i see okay oh yeah i was uh, i was going to mention about the uh complete lack of uh attraction to i mean i mean we it seems to be rather unanimous 
uh, unanimous, but I was going to mention that I similarly do not have any interest in celebrities, and I was wondering if that was just because um, instead of like like fantasizing over characters on a movie screen, we have our own characters we end up, end up fantasizing over instead, so we don't have any need to worry about like movie stars or anything like that. I just thought it was really interesting, like a really interesting thought. I think I think you might be onto something there. Um, I think we might not be representative here of like you know the general population of maladaptive daydreamers because this is you know as maladaptive daydreamers report in studies really common. Um, <laughs> but but like us four don't happen to do it, and maybe it's because of the type of daydreamers we happen to be, um, which I didn't even ask. You know, um, do you guys have? Do you guys create your own characters, insert yourself into fictional worlds, um, or daydream like more uh, like IRL scenarios? Oh, definitely. I put myself in uh, shows that I enjoy a lot. Um, I have my uh, own original characters for series like... Well, I watch a lot of anime, so Boku no Hero, I have my own character. Uh, which is a uh, doctor uh, support hero, and also one for Trigun, which is my most favorite anime, <laughs> and also ends up being, you know, love interest for um, the main character of the show, which uh, I end up daydreaming about a lot. <laughs> Are you you in your daydreams? Um, often, yes, not always. Uh, sometimes I enjoy creating a whole new character with, uh, you know, for Boken Hero, uh, it's a whole new character called, uh, she's called Dr. Herb, uh, with her own superpowers, and she's a whole different from me, but, uh, in other universes where it's more, yeah, to place myself in, to ship myself with a character, it's... Uh, then it is more or less me. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll just create an OC if I just like the universe and want to be, you know, like them as friends or whatever. Yeah, I, I have mostly, like, OCs. I don't insert, and I'm not in my daydreams either. Um, what about you, Emery? What type of daydreamer um, are you? I do not ever insert, um, and I... I, I have a lot of characters. Um, they don't belong to media I watch. I never daydream about media. Um, I daydream about my own world and characters. And I never ever fantasize about them. And I'm really weirded out by the idea of doing that. Well, it's 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 one of these things where it's like the idea of romance is like really really enticing, but like in practice, it's like a really messy venture. You know what I mean? Not like just like physically, but just like emotionally and like mentally and things like that. It's just yep. a lot. I I I'll daydream about romance, but I'll daydream about romance between my two characters, never about me. So it's I just basically ship my OCs. I, I, that, yep, that, that, that sums it up pretty perfectly for myself. It's like, I, for me, I don't ever do, really do self-inserts, but I have a very large cast of characters that are uh, absolutely right for romance. It's very, very good. When, when you're, when you're, like, building a story or you, like, have your own sort of uh, daydream world at the end of the day, so it's like, it's, it's hard, at least for me, it's hard not to pick and choose uh, characters that would work well together based on like their personalities or their like their social status, right? Things like that. It's just it it makes for interesting stories. And yeah. uh, I I don't know with like the way that there's there's been a couple movies recently that have been movies and television shows and things that have been letdowns. So I just find it far more entertaining to uh, have romance between my own characters because to me it seems far more. Um, not just entertaining, but far more believable. I believe there's a meme about a movie called Morbius recently that was just so bad for a multitude of different reasons. I hear that about that all a lot, and I'm sitting here like, man, you know, I, I've, I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know, romance between characters is just. So, would, would you say like em Emery? Would you say that just like romance between characters, like not not like going like too far and not like self-inserting, but just like seeing them like, happy or, like, seeing them uh, succeed in that sort of romantic venture is just very 
uh, appealing, right? Like there's yeah. a huge payoff once it once it happens, right? Yeah, I like that. By I also really like the drama and like mm -hmm. I have a lot. So my my daydreams are very 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 story oriented. So they have a strong plot and they're just not they're not just random things. And I have a lot of romantic subplots. So I like to daydream about every aspect of like getting together but also developing feelings um tension um like arguments or fallouts i just like the entire thing i just really like some romantic subplots yeah but that's that's the thing right it's like because because romance is such a, a like like a difficult thing from start to finish just like seeing it all like having it not happen to you makes it a little bit easier but like seeing it happen in its entirety, right? Not just like, oh, you know, the, 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 the guy gets the kiss at the end of the movie or the girl gets the kiss at the end of the movie, you know? Like, not just that, because I, that seems to be a lot of, that seems to be really popular. So you see that a lot, but you don't see a lot of the, uh, like the ups and the downs, unless it really is a, like a movie entirely dedicated to it. But just having subplots that are fully fleshed out are, you know, that, that's what I do, right? And you seem to be the same. So... Rambling aside, that's one way you could end up doing romance. I know that's how I do it, and Emery, you're you're the same, yes. But yes, when it comes to when it comes to like romantic daydreaming, that is one way that you could do it. I know it's the way. That's the way that I do it. And I wonder how much, because I mean, even even in that explanation, you you mentioned like, you know, movies and things, because romantic subplots. And just plots, <laughs> both are are so ever present in the media, and so many maladaptive daydreamers pick up their their daydreaming um, plots and themes and inspiration from media. But I guess oh, Emery doesn't really do that, but Pumpkin Queen does. Well, you did say you did say that you will like ship characters together. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, my own as well, just like, you know, Emery and Dr. Q do. Um, I have a whole bunch of uh, stories on its own. And yeah, let that slowly develop a romantic relationship. But again, never any sexual content with in my own stories, because I too am not very comfortable with doing that. And often of times, I also create characters like monsters who, you know, don't have the genitalia to do that. So that makes it a whole lot easier. <laughs> oh my god, my daydreams are super <laughs> sexy. <laughs> they are, they're crazy sexy. And I have monsters too and stuff. I don't know if I'll leave this in, but half the fun of having monsters is figuring out how they fit together. Oh, okay. So when attempt when I've attempted to do it, I don't know when I when I've tried it, it's like I just it's I don't know it just feels kind of kind of cheap. Maybe it's because I would base it off of stuff that happens in media, and a lot of media sex is very cheap, I guess. Yeah. But like it just seems like I don't I, like I don't know. Um, it's just like not the the main focal point. I, I I would use it for comedy. Having having naked characters for the sake of comedy is far more interesting to me. That kind of stuff. But other than that, I mean. You know, just straight up, what was it? Sexy, sexy times. Sexy times inside of daydreams is very, uh, is very. Is, I've seen it to be a very, very cheap venture myself. Maybe that's just me, though. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. No, no, I, I agree. I agree. Even someone, um, like, like, like I, my, like my daydreams are super sexy. I still would not. I would not say that that's the main theme. I wouldn't even say it's like top three themes, but it's it's part of the story it's part of their relationship and and sometimes it is just a cheap way to to um develop a relationship or to ruin one <laughs> you know you know maybe it's a saturday night you know it's real late one of these days you're just like man you know one of the, it's just one of those nights yeah it's more like a plot device really that's all i've ever used it as yeah like, using no, I was the only thing I was going to say is using it as anything else for me was not exactly very fruitful. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a massive like for me. It's very much a plot device. Um, yeah, 
like that, like what Demi was saying, it's just massive plot device rather than yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I disagree. Same here. Gonna switch. Well, actually, I wanted to get back to something, something Emery had said like in the beginning. Because you mentioned it as like a throwaway, but um, I'm intrigued that you said you said you do have like these are not your words; these are my words. You do have like sexy daydreams, but you experience those as intrusive thoughts. Yeah, they're like very obsessive and nonstop, and I don't want them. Does that happen to you, Pumpkin? Do you get like um like intrusive thoughts like that? Uh, no. I don't really get sexy daydreams. Um, and I am not really in need of them either. Um, no, I don't really feel the need for it in my daydreams. I'm very much happy with just romance. And they don't really pop up themselves if I uh, don't wish to. For for me, it's less the actual content that bothers me, but just the fact that it's so non-stop and content and obsession. Um, it's very much because of my hypersexuality. I'm just very much obsessed, but I don't want to be obsessed at all. And it it's one of, it, it's one of my symptoms of mental sickness that drives me insane. Um, one of the ones that are like the most distressing to me currently. Yeah, I don't want to assume too much about anyone's mental health or um, assume too much about maladaptive daydreaming in general because, you know, I'm not a scientist. But I wonder, I, like, maladaptive daydreaming does have a strong connection to OCD. Um, and I'm not really well versed on exactly what that is, but I wonder if, if it has something to do with like that, if people who are, um, who have more of the OCD-like symptoms will have more uh, like intrusive daydreams like that, whatever they're about. Yeah, for me, I do have OCD. Um, I don't know how to explain the difference, but it's not completely OCD. Like I also have personality disorders, so cluster B, um, and hypersexuality is very, 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 very highly related to that, um, which is where it stems from, and I have various trauma related to that, which is where it stems from, but it's a bad combination with OCD. So that OCD and hypersexuality and in maladaptive daydreaming is like a um, horror show. But too. Kind of switching gears a little. Um, when would you say you kind of got a hold on, oh, I'm not like that. I'm, maybe you didn't have the term for it, but you realized that you weren't experiencing what your peers were. Like, when did you realize you were asexual, even if you might not have known what it was called? When I was 12. Um. I, when I was 12, but I forgot when I was 13 because I didn't really care about that stuff. Um, and then I remembered again when I was 14, but it was 12. And I actually um, came upon the term asexual when I was 12. Um, so this was like more than eight years ago, oh, a long time. Um, and I was like, hey, that, that reminds me of myself. And um, I, I actually tried, I tried in order to figure out if I was. Um, I tested it by actually daydreaming about daydreaming myself being with other people. Um, and like, I just did not care about that. And I felt, felt weirded out. And that's how I was like, I think I'm asexual. Um, I figured out by daydreaming. Oh, wow. That's wild. Daydreaming as your proving ground. What about you, Pumpkin? Like, when did you realize? Um, I wasn't aware of asexuality uh existing until like i think a little more than a year ago um i don't didn't know all that much about lgbtq and i did always kind of found it hard to get a relationship with a person especially if it got too intimate it and would usually cut it off before anything would happen so yeah bad thing from my side but i didn't know what it was or whatever and 
by now I've also learned that most of the guys I have dated in the past were mainly just my squishes, what we call it. Squish. Platonic squish. Uh, it's uh, someone you like as uh, platonic, but not in a romantic way. Uh, like uh, it's like dating your friends, but it's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's like a friend crush. Yes, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I, I've never heard that before. A squish. A like squish. It. I have a squish. <laughs> I'm like incredibly bad at differentiating squishes and crushes. Like I am really yes. bad at figuring out when oh, I'm experiencing God. romantic attraction. I'll go months. And normally I'm pretty self-aware, but I would go months thinking I just have a friend crush when I actually was experiencing romantic shock. And it's just so hard for me to tell. I understand completely. It's really hard because you have to try and test yourself what you are feeling and how you react to certain things. And uh, because you can mess the two up very quickly. <laughs> a random question. Okay. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent here, but, uh, passing thought, do your, do your characters ever surprise you? Like, I don't know where my plot and stuff is going, I don't, I don't, um, plan them out or anything, I, I, I don't know what the characters are going to do next, so they'll surprise me often, <laughs> but, like, in your daydreams, does it ever happen that, like, these two characters are, are, I don't know, you're like, they're like friends for years or whatever, and then just all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, I think, I think maybe they're love. <laughs> they're, they're, that's not a squish. That's that's total. They're getting married. <laughs> no, 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 not really. Usually, I plan that stuff ahead, or I try that at least. But you planners are so weird. Yeah, that that maybe that maybe that sounds weird, but uh, in one of the universes that I've created, two of the characters, uh, well, the characters that are already in a relationship, are married, so that makes it a whole lot easier. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't really know. It's a, a little hard for me to tell, and I haven't really thought about that with my characters and if I want them to be in a relationship I just try that yeah maybe I'm maybe I'm the weird one because I just don't have any control over my characters at all <laughs> yeah. yeah for for me it's very much I'm in control of my characters I'm writing the story um explicitly writing the story um and I don't daydream chronologically um either so it's very much um, a writing thing for me. And I'll, I'll daydream about the scenes and about the characters and about the world building and stuff. But um, I, I choose what happens. Um, I choose what, yeah, so it's very much choice. I know my characters very well. It's, they're not like unknown to me. They never surprise me because I know what happens and I choose what happens and I choose how to develop them. Oh, okay. So we got, we got two planners, two planners as guests here. <laughs> but, but I mean, okay. Anybody out there listening who happens to be asexual or somewhere on that spectrum who happens to like not have control over their characters, go to YouTube, go to this video and 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 let me let me know if that happens. It's not important. I just it, the question popped into my head. <laughs> and we don't happen to have anyone guesting who can answer it. Um Back to back to my original line of questioning, though. I'm sorry, that was a bit of a tangent. Um, so let's see, where was I going with that? Okay. Oh, yes, yes. I was going to ask if because um, I assume we both started um, daydreaming like this or had maladaptive daydreaming um, from a young age, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, and Emery kind of touched on it when he was like. Um, what did I say? You, you um, had actually tested the, 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 uh, the theory that they might be asexual on um, in their daydreams. So yeah, so I was I was going to ask if maladaptive daydreaming um, played any role in the in the discovery of that or the revelation of oh this is what I am or in 
later on in um in processing it uh, for me uh it's, yeah um i tried testing it different ways at first because um i get to know that a lot of people uh normally also watch things like well corn or schmenti or whatever you call it i'm just gonna uh center my myself right now <laughs> um but yeah i tried that never watched it before um was extremely uncomfortable watching it uh then tried to question myself well would i want to do this or be in the position that was no not really um and indeed try to look back at my own daydreams and that just doesn't really appear so if i don't daydream about it and don't have fantasies about it then i might not need have have the need for it doesn't mean i don't want to have children eventually i do but i just don't have the need for it Okay, so with, let's say, with hindsight, you, you were able to look back on your daydreams and get at least, um, at least a little bit of validation. I, I don't know if validation is the right word, a little bit of um, perspective or, damn, I don't know what word I'm looking for here. But, but being able to look back on that pattern um, added some uh, credibility to what you thought might be going on. Yeah. It uh, helped at some level. I still had to figure out what it was. Uh, and after some researching, it did came out like, oh, this is asexuality. Ta-da. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> uh. But yeah, there's a lot more to the LGBTQ that I didn't know at first. And it was also a nice learning experience. Because I got to know a whole lot more about other flags and stuff. So, yeah. Um, it was very much a tool for me. A very helpful tool. Yeah, like I, as I said, I explained it. Um, I used it to try to figure out if I was interested in that kind of stuff. Or if I was interested in like dating my classmates or if I was in or like because I will find people pretty but I'll find them pretty in the way I find a flower pretty um so there's no attraction related to it so I would think about classmates I found pretty and if I wanted to like kiss them or hold their hands or other stuff and like I just didn't care and it was weird to me um so it was a very much a helpful tool to figure out if I had interested in other people um which I didn't really like I first I'd had no crushes in middle school. I had one crush in elementary school when I was like six. Um, so I had zero interest in people I knew. And I, I didn't really have to process it though because I very much liked being <laughs> the special, quote unquote, special kid. Um, so I, 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 I made fun of my friends for having crushes. And I was like, haha, you have crushes. I don't have crushes. I'm cool. So I didn't really need to process it because I didn't mind. Making me wonder, this whole conversation, if I would notice if there was anything not in my daydreams. Like, I wonder how many years it would take me to realize that there was something not there and to put that together. Because you're looking for a negative, you know, not a pot. Like, I, I know my daydreams are romantic. I know they're violent. I know they're full of political intrigue I, and adventure and things like that what are they not full of that that other people's might be just i don't know that came into my head <laughs> because that's what you guys had to do or or um not had to do but, but like that's that's what happened to you guys you kind of noticed there was something that wasn't in wasn't them? really there yeah. yeah then you eventually understand when you talk with other people or with your friends and what they kind of have going on in their brain um, and then you're like 
No, man, not at all, but good for you. You, you know, like Emery already explained with the flower, like, it, it's pretty. Uh, I would hug it, but I wouldn't duck it. <laughs> if if that, you know, explains it for itself. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, my, my mind's like, uh, my mind just checked out for a minute there trying to find the holes in my own daydreaming. <laughs> oh, that, that's okay. <laughs> so okay so as someone who is as someone who is is not exactly um adverse to romance but has been single for his whole life i was wondering uh because i'm not exactly adverse to it but i'm not exactly like looking for it in a relationship does, does that make sense it's like that's not the for a lot of people it seems to be that seems to be the end goal in Ria, I guess what I'm really asking is, would you be in a relationship if you weren't lo if if you got if you and your partner weren't exactly going to have if have sex? Does that make sense? One hundred percent. I literally do not care about having that. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to ask because I'm not like super interested myself. Um. But at the same time, like, I do want a relationship. I do want to be really, really close with someone. But, like, at the same time, is it's like, it just seems, uh, I don't know, it's a lot. Uh, I mean, we, we've gone over it a couple of times, but it is it is a pretty arduous process. Getting there and then doing it all. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. So. It, I also do want a relationship. So I would like romance, but, yeah, I don't care about having that, really. I did look up asexuality. Um just I knew I knew what it meant. <laughs> like, <laughs> a definition's not going to really give you an idea of the experience. So yeah, I, I did a bit of reading about it, and um, yeah, there 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 was actually a surprising amount of people um who were okay with sex in a relationship, like it, uh, it for the you know for the right person, you know, if they're with a, a long term partner or something, they're like, yeah, sure, whatever makes you happy, like it's whatever. Yeah, for me, I have no idea if in practice, if there was someone I was romantically um, interested in, I have no idea if in practice I'd be okay with that or not. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. I've uh, never really been in a situation to be able to tell. <laughs> yeah, I've, same I've here. Dated, I... I've dated once in my life, and that was when I was 14 with someone online, so. <laughs> yeah. I oof. But uh, yeah, same here. I also have no idea um, because I'm also currently not in a relationship. So that opportunity does not really, you know, drag itself along. <laughs> uh, but no, I wouldn't really feel the need to have it for a relationship. But then again, I do eventually want to have children. So, you know, you know, the need to do the dirty to get children so i mean yeah but adoption <laughs> is also an option yeah um so. i i i in theory i want children in practice i don't know if i'd ever be able to have children because i'm disabled which is like a really sad thing for me but i'm not going to go into that but yeah i would be really dirty to have children if i ever do get a point where i feel like i'm able to have a child and it got far, um, far from daydreaming on this little rabbit hole here. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to say, think of a like segue to bring us back to it, but um, <laughs> it's just that this 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 is a very uh like like this is a like a how how do I put this 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 topic is something that I'm not exactly really like well versed in so. But it's like when it comes to like daydreams and like understanding like who you are like through your daydreams because I've done that plenty of times and Emery seems to have made a uh, what, what, you, what did you say you I can't remember exactly how you worded it Emery uh, was it a proving ground a test like a testing ground I, I I can't remember what you said when it came to um, understanding your sexuality through your daydreams yeah I went I I it was a tool I would say call it as a tool okay. 
okay, so you used it as a tool, but uh, Pumpkin, you didn't, you just sort of, like, understood the older you got, or you had this sort of feeling that you weren't like others. Yeah. That, okay. Yes? Yes? Yes. Yeah. No? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my, um... Because, like, I, I wasn't now. I, I've been cold. I'm an unusual person. Like, I'm an eccentric, uh, I think is the term for it. But I didn't quite know if, like, through my daydreams, that's why. And I, I've never really gone really deep into uh, sexuality as, a, uh, as, like, a means of understanding myself through daydreams. Since whenever I tried to do it, 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 ended, up, it ended up in failure, I guess. But I, like, never really had... I think I, as you all were talking, I realized I never really had crushes in school. I never was never really interested um, in school, and like I have the the romantic attraction there for sure. And I'm not exactly sure because I I'm not exactly sure how to ask well like what I'm trying to ask because it's a very this is a very like foreign concept to me. Um, but I guess what I'm really trying to say is like in terms of like how you like does the, this doesn't really affect you too much does it like uh being like like romantic attraction it doesn't bother you does it or does it um just like cuz you you would see like in a lot of media or online a lot you'd see people being horny on main and and all of that people being horny all over the place and people like when the plague started people got really really horny for like everything for some reason i, I don't know um but everybody was just really like pent up but like that didn't i don't know i didn't really i didn't really sympathize with it i guess i don't know it's just like how do i put this is it like it doesn't bother you that like when seeing it around like all of this like love and romance and stuff um it doesn't bother you that you're not super interested does it bother you that you're not super interested it, it sort of it bothers me that i have difficulties getting um like with with feeling romantic feelings um, just because it's kind of sad that I want that, but it's so hard to get that just because I don't really experience those feelings. What about you, Pumpkin? Yeah, a little. It makes dating a lot harder because nowadays um, people uh, want to have sex as their first priority. And that that may sound a little weird, but I have met guys who are like that and if they don't have you know a hole they don't really need feel the need for the woman and that is kind of sad if you think about it but uh yeah i only feel the need for a romantic uh relationship which i think is already hard enough uh, I don't know if anyone uh, knows anything about uh, MBTI personality types or anything, uh, but I'm an INFJ, uh, and basically, if you know anything about that, I'd rather be with the right person than be with the wrong person or have a placeholder that a lot of people do, just date to date someone or to be in a relationship. Which I see a lot of people do around me. So yeah, I think it's sad uh, that I have difficulty getting into a relationship. But then again, I'd rather be alone than be with the wrong person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would rather be alone than be with the wrong person. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so like for me, like I've I've sort of been single for a very long time because I I can sympathize with that since my end goal is not the same as everybody else's. But I mean, evidently there's other people out there who think similarly. Since we have two, both of you, you know, all three of us are in the same boat. So Q had kind of, in a roundabout weird way, um, asked half of a question that I was going to ask. As I'm, well. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm working at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay so asexuality is one of those one of those things that kind of gets uh, erased I guess you just really don't see it around um, you know uh, 
yeah, you just really don't see it. I I can't really think of of any like characters who are canonically asexual, um, where other groups might have some representation. And I I saw you know when I was looking it up earlier that um, a lot of people wouldn't even wouldn't even consider asexuality as part of LGBT. Um, yeah, that's like yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's true, but it's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so there's this whole community of people who um who are just um I I don't know if ostracized is a bit too strong, but just it shoved off to the side and not really thought about. Um and not to bring that back to daydreaming, but to bring that back to our communities. Um, you know, like like Q was saying, when you, you see this around, you see other people talking about their daydreams, and those might often include, you know, a lot of um, intimate feelings. And, 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 you know, how do you... How do you feel in the community? Is it a comfortable place, or is it, is it a place that also shoves you off to the side? A very comfortable place, I think. I mean, they're also here in this Discord, I believe, not safe for work tags or the gore stuff. I, I don't know. I, I don't usually see not safe for work art or writing, so uh, I'm pretty much fine with it. I don't really see a lot of stuff in, in my face, so yeah. For me, um... <laughs> The only community I'm active in is Discord, um, which I'm quite active in. I'm very proud of the fact that I have the second most points for talking after dinner. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wish I could catch up to dinner, but that's never going to happen. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm really only active in the Discord, and I think I've never had issues in the Discord. Well, that's good. I'm glad we're a nice place for everybody, or mostly everybody. <laughs> we try to be as accepting as we can, and evidently, it seems to be doing fairly well. So, I'm I'm glad you're happy here. Yeah, the Discord, um, especially, but I think a lot of our communities are really LGBTQ heavy. Uh, and I don't know where I was going with that. They just are. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking just like. Well, I, I think you were trying to 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 go with the are like are you like well you had already asked the question, but I think you were asking like how does our community stack up against others when it comes to you know being inclusive and, and trying to make people like feel accepted because that because it, because the most maladaptive daydreamers know that if you try to go to most other places you are often invalidated because people tell you that maladaptive daydreaming isn't real. Uh, we all know or most of us know what it's like to go to a therapist. Or, or a doctor and them say, oh, I don't know about that, Chief, that seems like a scam to me. And then you're like, well, you know, I deal with this stuff every single day, so I'm not so sure if it's a scam, you know what I mean? Um, at least it's what one of my therapists said, so it's like, like, be, like having a, a group that you can sort of, that understands you, uh, is nice. And we were just wondering, I, I think that's where you were, we were, we're going with that. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not even sure where I was going with that. It was just something that I noticed, especially when I saw that people were like, no, it's it's not even under the LGBTQ like umbrella. Um like, oh, uh <laughs> that seems weird. Like, uh yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm not really sure where I was going with that. Um except to say that it is something. It is something that gets pushed aside and forgotten about and not talked about and that is true because there's uh, a very small percentage of people who are asexual or aromantic. Um, so, which is why it's, I think, often forgotten and people kind of shove it to the side and say, like, oh no, the A is for ally. No. It's that. It has a different meaning, but that's also nice. Um,. <laughs> uh, I've never heard that. I've never heard <coughs> the A is for ally. Yeah, I can't stand that. It's like, I no, can't it's not. Stand either. Like, good, good, good for allies, but you're absolutely of course, not. Of it's, it's great. You're but... being a decent human being. 
it's great, we love allies, but then again, I'm like, that's, let's make it a triple A, you know, allies, asexuals, aromantics, make it a group, you know, that that's yeah. not gonna hurt anyone. I just don't think allies should be part of it at all, just because no. they're not LGBT. <laughs> like, you're, you're straight. Why? True. I like to think of myself as an ally, and I agree. Uh, th having the A mean ally would be super weird. No, that's, that's odd. Indeed. I guess kind of to wrap it up, um, any advice or any words to say to, to anybody else on the A spectrum who might be listening? Would you recommend, would you recommend like the testing thing or recommend people who are questioning their sexuality to look back on their maladaptive daydreaming? Um, uh, like yeah, I think it would be better to test it with daydreaming than try and test it in real life. Yeah, I, I think it would be helpful, but you should take it with a grain of salt um, because like you can have sexy daydreams and be asexual. Yeah, that is but, true. But as a rule of thumb, I think it can be helpful. It was definitely helpful for me. True, because like we've said uh, earlier, it's, it's still a spectrum. So there are asexuals who can still experience uh, sexual daydreams. Maybe not uh, as much as some people do. And some people might still enjoy having sex as being asexual. So... It it is an odd spectrum, and some people rather enjoy listing the card playing cards because we call ourselves aces. So that is also funny. <laughs> and I bet there are too. I I probably more like ways to experience it than are in a deck of cards. Yeah. <laughs> Not unlike maladaptive daydreaming. There's so many ways to experience it. It's wild. And like where those two aspects of yourself might intersect, like who can say? So I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I'm not exactly uh I'm not exactly in the sphere very often. So would you like to do the outro, Dimmer? If there's nothing else you want to say or ask, because I uh I learned I, I learned a lot today and um I'm am I satisfied? Uh, there's more I'd like to learn, but none of it has to do with daydreaming right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so that's going to do it for this episode of Parallel Lives. Yeah, join us for the next one. We publish the 1st and 16th of every month. Uh, I don't know what the next topic will be. If you have topic ideas, join the Discord and tell us. Send us an email. Leave a comment. Like, subscribe, follow wherever you are, wherever you're listening. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Pocket Cast, um, Google, all, all the big ones. Uh, we'll have a link to the Discord and, uh, and a couple other resources. And I will try to get my hands on that paper <laughs> that I mentioned in the beginning uh, down, in, down in the description. Thanks everybody for coming by and we will see you in the next episode.